Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile, by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved, such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon de Grel in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com There's so many wonderful things that we do as parents, and this is why dads are essential. They're amazing. I know there's a few turds out there. I get it. There, there's a few turds in women. <laughs> so, so I get it. So that can't be the argument for the, for the whole of it. You can say, well, this guy's abusive. That's not all the men. There's more men out there that are great men. I've been surrounded by great men my whole life. There's more great men than, than we think. And the art is trying to find them, keep them, honor them, respect them, and allow them to do what they do best. A big shout out for Father's Day coming because I'll tell you something, our dads deserve that respect of taking on that stress to be that provider. 
And we need to be able to talk about that more and encourage young boys to want to have that desire as well. I want to talk about that when I get back. And then I want to talk Trump and China and Cuba and all the rest. We're going to cover a lot of ground today. Be right back on The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly. Welcome back. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com To the Alex Jones Show. So happy to be with you today. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from KateDalyRadio.com, the Kate Daly Show. And I'm so glad to, you know, I hope you're enjoying your summer. I'm so glad that we're sitting here in the summer and I can't believe it's halfway through our year. Can you? Insane. Well, I'd like to talk about Trump, China, Cuba, AI, and fathers. Do you think I can cram it all in? <laughs> Let's hope, huh? There's a lot of things I want to say today. And I think that I want to start off with uh, talking a little bit about Father's Day for just a moment. Because I think this is something that hits home for everybody. And, uh, and I think that dads are under attack. I think that uh, fathers are finding it very, very difficult right now to navigate, uh, navigate the waters out there with women victimhood and feminism and all the, the crazy going on. So I do want to start with a couple of things. Back in the day, my husband and I switched roles and I had to put him through graduate school. And so he took over caring for the little kids and I took over working. And that experience taught me a lot. The day that I came home from work and I said, I just need 30 minutes. <laughs> Don't bother me. And he said, I'm about to kill the kids. Can you take them off my hands? I can't stand one more minute with them. <laughs> that was the day where I went, you know what? We have officially changed roles. We have officially become each other. And I realized a hardcore lesson in that. And the hardcore lesson for me was that I always thought I had it really hard. I always thought things were really difficult. And they are when you're a mom. You're managing a family. We're wired to do this. But what I didn't realize was how difficult it was for him to maintain a living, to, you know, he was a great provider, always has been, still is. But it's not easy. It's stressful. It's hard. And it never quits. The stress of that never, never uh, ends. 
And we realized a really big lesson. He said, you know what? He said, you guys, your, your life is like Groundhog Day every single day, cleaning the house, trying to make dinner, trying to care for a family. And I said, well, I can't. I mean, the stress of having to um, oversee an, a family like this is so difficult that I can understand now why I, I feel bad that you guys don't get the recognition that you deserve. Because I said it is difficult. Men were wired to be providers. They were wired to be people that would care and protect their families, care for and protect their families. And I feel like dads kind of get a, a kind of get a rough go at it. I interviewed Dr. Warren Farrell. Um, it was probably a few years back, and I said, "What's the importance of dads? Can you just tell me the importance of dads?" He wrote some great books on this, and he said, "Yeah." He said, "I'll give you an example that'll kind of tie it up in in about a minute." He said, the thing about fathers is, is if you were to sit a kid at a table with some peas and the mom would say, well, just eat 10. I mean, I've even done this. Just eat 10. Oh my gosh. Just eat a pea, right? And they won't eat the peas. And then finally they eat two or three peas, maybe three peas out of the 10 that you asked them to eat. And the mom with her empathy and with everything, all the gifts that she has goes, well, you know, we'll try again tomorrow off to, a, off to another day. The dad, on the other hand, says, no, you made a commitment to your mom. You're going to eat these peas. That's all about commitment. You made a promise and you can get down from the table when you eat those 10 peas. That's the difference between men and women raising kids. That's why men and women need to raise kids is because there is a difference there. There's a wonderful difference there. And we both add to the pot, right? Men roughhouse with their boys. What are they teaching them? Boundaries, okay? There's so many wonderful things that we do as parents. And this is why dads are essential. They're amazing. I know there's a few turds out there. I get it. There, there's a few turds in women. <laughs> so, so I get it. So that can't be the argument for the, for the whole of it. You can say, well, this guy's abusive. That's not all the men. There's more men out there that are great men. I've been surrounded by great men my whole life. There's more great men than, than we think. And the art is trying to find them, keep them, honor them, respect them, and allow them to do what they do best. A big shout out for Father's Day coming because I'll tell you something, our dads deserve that respect of taking on that stress to be that provider. And we need to be able to talk about that more and encourage young boys to want to have that desire as well. I want to talk about that when I get back. And then I want to talk Trump and China and Cuba and all the rest. We're going to cover a lot of ground today. Be right back on the Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. So happy to be with you. So let's talk just a few things, a few things more about this subject of, of fathers, because I think maybe those listening can benefit from this. There's a couple of things I think that we need to be aware of, things that have changed, and I think things that we need to be doing. Um, like I said before, women were engineered to manage a family. Men were engineered to provide for them and take care of them emotionally, financially, uh, spiritually, you know, physically. And so whenever only one sex wins, both sexes lose. And I think that's what's going on right now. We have a whole lot of victimhood, women out there in their ridiculous tirades, marching for rights. I mean, give me a break, right? What are you marching for? What do you not have? <laughs> 
you have everything and more. And you have a lot of guys willing out there to open the door for you and to uh, to be nice to you and to want to provide for you. And it seems as though that's getting lost in translation. And so maybe maybe people need to hear this from a woman because I think sometimes we don't speak out enough. When uh, when grandpa was a dad, right? When you have these grandpas in, in that age group, the dad's typical style of hands-on parenting, like roughhousing expectations, was that children serve rather than be served. And that's what's changed in society. Children want to be served. They want us to run circles around them and give them trophies and, and act like they're the only person in the room. It used to be parents would eat and then they'd feed their kids. If any of you grew up in rural areas, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the kids were kind of like over here, you know, and the adults were, were kind of centered to the conversation. And the kids realized that, but I don't think it took anything away from them. Now we run around trying to compliment our kids every five seconds. You're so brave. You're so wonderful. You're so amazing. That's got to be hurting us. But also that uh, built-in sense of purpose and being the provider, the, the protector, the warrior, the sole breadwinner. There is, in today's 2023, there is a purpose void. They don't feel that purpose anymore because women are buying more houses on their own without men. They're not coming together to try to do that together. They're doing it on their own. And so you have a whole lot of guys out there that are trying to figure out how they fit into these, how they even fit into trying to even provide a, a, a purpose. So the expectation of becoming a sole breadwinner um, became the purpose, right? And uh, that's no longer, that is no longer how it's being done. In one generation, young men have gone from 61% of college degree recipients to a projected 39%, young women from 39% to a projected 61%. Now, if that's true, this is from Dr. Warren Farrell, then Let's just hope they went into the trades because I think that boys in the trades is a wonderful idea. And I think it's great parenting to put your boys in the trades. When the male uh, ververt monkeys fight in their wars with other groups of monkeys to protect their territory or to get food, female monkeys reward the best surviving warriors by grooming them. I'm not joking. <laughs> the social status of these warrior monkeys goes up and therefore more female monkeys want to mate with them, right? And in contrast, the, the female monkeys ignore and snap at the male monkeys who abstain from battle. Do the female monkeys' social bribes work? Yes, of course. They have for centuries. They have in the animal kingdom. They do with us too. And you know what? Those things are never going to change. It's never going to change. There was an article the other day that talked about a woman trying to find a, a liberal masculine men. That's like a unicorn. They don't exist <laughs> because... The people that are just dense enough to want to want to, you know, believe the gobbledygook of climate change and drive their little Prius probably aren't going to be your most masculine men in the bunch. But what's interesting about that, too, is if you go back to the 70s, you see men looking totally different, right? Go back and watch the movie Invincible. I actually interviewed Vince Papali. Amazing guy. Amazing conservative. But here's the deal, though. Men were different back then. They were just different. They were more masculine. So what are we doing? You could say water. You could say all kinds of things, chemicals. You could say a, a million things right now in, in what we're doing to them. You could also say that moms are hovering over them, helicoptering over them, and basically making them girls. You could say that. <laughs> One could say that. But you know what? One of the things that we need to remember is this. 
Your dad's sense of purpose was glint in the eye versus a job. And what I mean is, if you recall what your dad did for a living, okay, then pretend that your dad and mom, just before you were born, were trying to figure out what they were going to do. Go for the glint in his eye, the thing you really love to do, or provide for the family. Oftentimes, they chose to provide for the family for a reason, right? And so what happened with that, right? And so what are we saying now? Now we're saying it's okay to follow the glint without any purpose, without ever having to provide for a family. And thus taking away what's special about the guys and taking their purpose and then driving their purpose forward. A lot of guys will say, you know what? I didn't mind doing that. I didn't mind going with the job I knew could provide. And maybe the glint, eh, it's a little on the side now. But it gave them purpose. And we need to give that back down to our boys, right? I've got boys. And let me tell you, a lot of things. Teach them to drive stick shift, you know, all the things that you do as dads. I love what you do as dads. And I think these are some of the most important things. And it it makes us understand the difference between a glint and a profession. Now we say, you know, just go for the glint. Not really, not really. Because if you're going to have purpose and provide for a family someday, and that's part of your makeup and what what you do, right, on this earth is to provide and protect a family. Well, the glint might not be able to do that as much, but that's kind of what we're doing right now. There's a good, you could marry it. You could, you could say you could do what you love, of course. Don't do something you don't love. But I think right now with Father's Day coming, maybe it's an important time to say, hey, dad, I appreciate you giving up the glint in your eye for the profession that provided a roof over my head and the fact that I got to do the things I wanted to do. I think that's important. I think they need to hear it, right? Dads don't ask for it a lot. Women do. We ask for praise. We ask for a lot of things all the time. We want to be the center of the universe most of the time, but men don't. They don't know whether to open a door now. They don't know what to do because women have just basically said, I'm the most important person in the room. Serve me instead of, hey, let's serve each other. Let's be in this together. You give what you give. I'll give what I give. And guess what? It makes for a really good union for like, I don't know, centuries. That's kind of how it was destined to be. In ancient Rome, the male was the head of the family and held absolute powers over his family. This was because ancient Rome was a patriarchal society where women did not have much say in private or public life. Gee, I wonder who wrote that. Do you think it was a women's liver? This is the kind of crap our kids are getting in school right now. I'm not kidding. It's written from a women's lib position where all they can see are men are controlling and tyrannical and want to take everything away from everybody. Your kids are hearing this kind of crap continuously in school. You want to know how they do it? When they read Shakespeare, they read it from a women's lib position. Yeah, men are trash, men are horrid. (laughs) They read the summaries from women libbers instead of actual Shakespeare. They read the, the person that's got a chip on his shoulder over race, right? And, and sees racism in everything. That's what being woke is. You see racism in everything and you see discrimination in everything. So everything our kids consume at school all day is anti-men, it's anti-dad, it's anti-fathers. How horrible is that? It's sick, it's sad. You know, in ancient Roman society, the male was the head of the household because he was there to protect his family from a lot of things. 
There was a reason. If somebody abused that, that's on them. But I don't think it was like that across the board. I think there was a respect for fathers and a respect for dads at that time. I don't think it was what we're portraying it today through the eyes of women's lib. Teach them to have uh, or have family dinner. One of the most important things you can do is have family dinner and also teach them to write. When you teach them to write, when you teach the kids to write as a dad, what you're doing is you're basically teaching them to flesh out ideas, logical, logical ideas and logic, just pure logic. The dinner table, road trips, sharing your wisdom, teaching them to do things. That gives a lot more confidence than saying, oh, you're fantastic. How many times can they hear that, right? Teach them to do something. You won't even have to say that. They'll already feel it. They'll feel they're fantastic because they learned how to do something and they can accomplish something. Way bigger idea. Teach them to love God. The only thing that's going to get them through this madness. I love all you dads and fathers out there that are trying. I love all you dads and fathers that never ask for recognition and never ask for anything much, except you just want to love your families. You guys are special, really special. And there's a lot of you. I'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more. Up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 Two amazing nootropics, that means brain power, are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, and they're both 50% off. We haven't offered these for 50% off since last Christmas. These are amazing products, and for those of you on the fence, I want you to try them. Brain Force Ultra hits in 15 minutes, only lasts three hours with no hangover. It is a game changer. Nobody's got something close to this. Then our Brain Force Plus is a good, basic, clean nootropic. Gives you four to six hours of amazing energy again with no hangover, no jitters. Both products back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off, and it funds the InfoWar. So get your Brain Force Ultra, your Brain Force Plus, and your Turbo. Force all exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and know you're funding the second American Revolution 1776 worldwide. The answer to 1984 is 1776, and the answer for energy is Brain Force. Welcome back. Glad to be with you on the Alex Jones Show today. And of course, I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from KateDalyRadio.com. So thank you to all your dads out there. I just wanted to give you guys a couple of segments because after switching roles with my husband, I realized what a tough job you have and that people usually don't recognize it. They're equally as hard, motherhood and fatherhood, equally as hard. And so I'm really grateful for all you hardworking, really great men out there that are just doing the best for your family that you can. No one expects perfection. 
And I hope no one ever expects perfection from me. But I do, I do recognize that, you know, this is, this is something that needs to be talked about more and more from women because there aren't too many women talk show hosts that will talk about this anymore. And that makes me sad because I think we're missing out on, on something that is vital to our existence, actually, and one of the uh, purposes and reasons we're on this earth. So I always want to make sure that we tell dads um, how much we, we honor them and, uh, and care for them because I don't think they get to hear it enough. Right now, it's if you're white, if you're male, if you're, if you're all kinds of things, you're the, you're the domestic terrorist for Pete's sakes. I, 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 I feel bad for men because I don't sometimes think that they even recognize how, how bad this is getting. And so for all the victimhood out there that the women spread around and all the victimhood from all the different uh, groups and stuff, I just, you guys are never the ones to, to claim victimhood. Really, you're not. You'll just kind of take it. And I'm, I just want a big shout out to you guys for caring for your families and working for them. I also, I told you there was a couple things on my mind today. Sometimes they're not very popular <laughs> things, but I'll just tell you what I'm thinking. Um, the uh, NVIDIA broadcast, the new Zoom meeting or not really Zoom, I'm not, that's a brand of a meeting, but that kind of meeting online where you can actually get eye contact the whole time like this, never blinking. <laughs> well, kind of blinking. They've actually made it more humanized now. But it was interesting to watch a meeting like this where the eye contact never failed and you can actually do this. You could be, I could be reading like this, looking down but my eyes would still be looking at you in the camera. There is so much AI going on. And as far as this program goes, their new eye contact effect moves the eyes of the speaker to simulate eye contact with the camera with this aligning gaze. It's kind of creepy to tell you the truth that creeps me out because you can't tell that they're not looking at the camera. You can't tell. And that it's so deceptive. It's so AI to me. And I've said this before, I think that we're dealing with AI that we do not think that or, or do not understand where we're at right now. I think we're 50 years ahead and we don't know it. It's like introducing us to eight track. What is the purpose of the deep fakes? Why are they showing this to us though? And I'm sure that this has crossed your mind. Look at it this way. This is important. Deep fakes lead to zero trust. Okay which leads to digital ID. The best way to introduce something that is pretty diabolical and takes away freedom, free agency, takes away privacy, is to get the people to want it, to get the people to clamor for it, to desire it. You have enough deep fakes out there. That's why they're showing them to you. They used to kind of hide all this stuff from us. Why are they showing it to us now? Because they want us to take this, these deep fakes root them out, not want them anymore, which would be fair, right? Who wants all this stuff? But what it does is it leads to zero trust and then it leads to the digital ID. Make no mistake, that's the road that we're on to get us to want it anyway. But nobody ever thinks in those terms. Um, the other thing too is because of the deep fakes and because of what they're able to do with technology, you might want to set up a, a set of codes with family visual, vocal, that are only known to you guys. I offer this advice because I think we need to do a lot more of this kind of thing, but with what's coming, but that make sure that you're not doing any of this in front of smart devices. Make sure that you are setting up codes, questions, random things that you would say, 
So somebody knew that it was you. And I know that sounds creepy and it sounds sci-fi. And why are you mentioning this, Kate? Because I really feel like we're going to get to this point where we have to stay ahead of their game by being intuitive, by sort of countering their AI. And that's one of the only ways I know how is to set up, set up systems and codes and things like that in your family. Things that only you would say, because I think it might get to that point. That's why they're, that's why they're taking us down this road really, really fast. It's scary, I know. But that's kind of where we're headed. I also want to talk about Trump today too. Now, this is kind of interesting because I'm going to look at this from a, a sort of like a, from, a, from a hot air balloon perspective rather than my feelings about Trump or I actually like Trump. I think he's cool. <laughs> I really do. I like him. I know a lot of personal stories about him. Um, and uh, I have a lot of friends that are close to him. And I'm telling you, I, he's, he's, he's a decent man. He's a good man. Okay. But I want to see it from a 3D, you know, more, more not like a 3D, but like really kind of like a Truman Show kind of aspect. There's a couple of problems with what's going on right now. This won't be popular when I say this, because people are wound up in, in the drama of what's going on rather than, I think, looking at it from the hot air balloon perspective. Okay. No mugshot. Who gets out of a mugshot? You think that's a little bizarre that somebody would get out of a mugshot legally? And the, and the reason was given that, well, everybody knows you. Mm -mm. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Not in real trials, not in real arrests. Boxes around the living room. Do you really think a billionaire would keep boxes in his house? <laughs> Do you really think that he'd, he'd keep them under the bed and in a dining room? Do you really think he'd keep them in closets? Mm -mm. Why are they stringing this out? Kind of like Russiagate. Why are they stringing it out? We've been, uh, we've been kind of getting this news load, right? I think it's a major distraction, but this news load for a long time. Russiagate was three years worth of news load for us. Nothing ever happened, but everybody was emotionally intertwined into the Russiagate story, okay? So then they said he was having a, a hard time finding lawyers. And then they said that, oh, the judges criminal trial experience, you know, is very, very low. So you could look at this a couple of ways is what I'm saying. Okay. And then also uh, ex-chief uh, of staff, John Kelly, he's scared crapless, can't use the other word. So why is this going on? Well, why did we get the story about Biden and his boxes in his garage? Why did we get that story? Because that came from their administration wanted to out that story. They could have kept that hidden if it was real because they want to show you the injustice. They want to show you that this clearly has no legs and it's been done by other people and they're not going to jail. Only Trump is going to somehow, you know, get on trial for this. And I think that this is very interesting to watch because none of these things I think could have happened. So there is kind of a, an A answer and a B answer. And I'll share those with you when I get back because they're really the only two answers left. But we need to be questioning why this is shown as a distraction to us every five minutes and none of the pieces and parts make sense. Is it a real trial? Are they real charges? 
What's happening? What's the real truth about what's going on? I'll give you my theory when I come back. Probably not popular, but I'll give it to you anyway, of course, on The Alex Jones Show. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, dot U.S. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. InfoWarsStore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD good night's sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. Back here with you on The Alex Jones Show. So glad to be with you today. I'm Kate Daly from KateDalyRadio.com. The Kate Daly Show. Um, so let's, let's, <laughs> I know, let's examine this for a moment. Somebody gets out of a mugshot. That's not normal. It's not normal to say that you don't get to, you don't have to because everyone knows you. To me, that's, <laughs> it just screams of something not right, right? Okay. So then you also have, you know, the boxes, the pictures of the boxes are my favorite lined up in the dining room because yes, that, <laughs> that's what somebody would do. And really, do we even know what's in those boxes? It's supposed to be so vital and important that he would have these documents. And of course, we know that Hill and uh, good old Hill and uh, King Fraudalot have documents, but nothing's happening to them. But I think they want you to see that. They wanted you to see the ousted boxes in Biden's garage. Is he really going to keep them in his garage? Anyway. He, they wanted that story front and center so that you could line it up with the story you're getting right now in the press and go, well, that's unfair. <laughs> he has those documents. Why is Trump getting these charges? Okay. It doesn't make any sense. And when things don't make sense and you can't find lawyers to go with you and, and you're stringing it out and in the press and nothing normal is happening around the event, then something's wrong. 
Okay. So that was clear visibility to us with the whole outing of Biden's documents, right? And we knew about Hillary's documents so that you would know, of course, that this was going to be unfair, which it would be. Now, when Obama went into office, they were kind of moving us to the left, trying to make us more moderate on the right, trying to tell us what this will bring change. This will be so good, blah, blah, gook, right? I know a lot of people that didn't fall for it, I, but, but a lot of people did and they voted for the weirdo Obama. Okay, so they get him into office, the guy with no past. They get him into office, probably not a citizen. <laughs> they get him into office. They move us in this direction after eight Bush years. And there's a lot of problems with eight with the, with the eight Bush years that we could go into and do a whole show about that. So I'm looking at both sides of the aisle right now. I'm taking the hot air balloon approach and I'm just looking down to kind of see the circus being played out, the theater, the drama. So they're not as hard on, on Trump anymore in the press. It's almost bordering sympathy and they're not skewering him at every turn. So what's going on? What's the answer? You either have A, he is told to go along with this and threatened, or B, he's all in on it from the beginning. Because there's no way you could have all these events, right? And so when you start to line up kind of the common sense logic of all of this, what screams at us is, you know, did they want Trump in power because Trump would be there when they rolled out the 2020 um, COVID hoax, okay? The, the fake pandemic. Were they, were they wanting somebody in power to tell people to go get the shots? Well, it worked. Had Hillary been in office, I don't think most of the country, which is conservative, would have listened, right? They wouldn't have. So it works sometimes to their advantage to have somebody in. Now, I know Trump took all of his money, you know, from the, with the hotels and stuff from the same players that are involved in the deep state, although the deep, deep states never talked about. We get the players shoved in front of us, all the little, all the little evil villains, and they are. But I think it's the deep, deep state that we never really talk about. And so did they think that they could put him in and do something with that? Well, when they put Hoover in, they thought that he was going to do certain things, but he went a little rogue on him. And that's why they named the depression after Hoover and got rid of him after one term. Okay. Because he wasn't doing what they wanted. And they realized that. So quickly. So did Trump go a little rogue? Is the way to keep him in line by threatening him, by saying, you know, hey, you are going to go along with all of this. You're going to go along with these shots. You're going to go along with this hoaxy, weird trial that's a really strange, you know, um, matter of events <laughs> that looks kind of like it. Because, you know, the media is the only one that's actually saying um, that what he's doing or what he did was illegal. So it'll be really interesting to see what the charges are because it's the media that's incriminating him. Okay. But they're also going a little soft on him too. They're not being very hard on him, which they normally are. Normally they skewer him. So he's either being threatened and told to go along or he's all in on it from the beginning. I don't think he'll end up doing any time, but I think it's planned that way, if you want to ask me. Now, that's just my theory. That's just Kate talking. I don't think it'll go that far. I think it'll look like it's going to go that far and then it won't. But you know, there's a lot on both sides of that argument to kind of say that maybe we should re-examine it from a, from a you know, hot air balloon perspective a little bit more than getting into the drama of the daily. 
the daily headline. Because I think what happens is, is we get so emotionally charged, then they said this, and then he did this, and now they're not going after this person and that person. It's all theater. It's all drama. When are we finally going to see it? They're getting more desperate. They're getting, they're getting to the point where it's really easy to see. I don't think it was as easy to see 30 years ago. Now, they're stumbling over themselves to try to show you Biden's documents in his garage so that you know it's unfair. Don't you find that desperate? Don't you think that's desperate? They didn't have to do that. They could have hid that. They got all the power, right? So-called power. They could have hid that easily from us, but they didn't. So I think what it comes down to is Trump's intent, Trump's heart. Who is he really? I've always had a pretty good feeling about Trump. I actually think that he might love this country. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that we're voting in and we're so concerned with victimhood. And I mentioned here before, in, in, in radio, the numbers were always staggering in election years. Not the elections that really mattered, like Congress <laughs> or your local school board or your local you know, commissioners or whatever, but in the presidential years. The numbers were already all up because everybody thought that whoever was president was going to save us and whoever was president was going to toe the line for everything else. Now, they can have some influence, but really what we're voting in is a figurehead. And we need to remember that it's a figurehead. So every time somebody says, who are you voting for for president? Just go, who are you voting for for figurehead? Because that's really what the role is. They're going to get done what they want. There are people, and I always leave room for miracles, there are people that might go rogue or they might have their own ideas and might want to out something or do something. And there was a lot of outing of things that we needed to see. But there could have been two purposes for that, (laughs) right? Um, And one of them was, I think they think we're so stupid, we won't see any of it. Even if they're so blatant, even if they put it on a (laughs) t-shirt, we're not going to believe them at this point. We've been so wired in society. We've been so wired to think one way or the other or such into a party tribal politics. I think the founders would be rolling in their graves right now. You know, we're celebrating Pride Month, an entire month. Why don't you celebrate veterans for a month? Why don't you celebrate the Constitution for a month? You know, the very thing that sets us free and lets us, allows us to own our government. Why don't we worship that? Why is there a pride flag? And by the way, it looks pretty heinous with all the other colors in it too. I mean, it looks like a hot mess. I have other words in my head, but I can't say them, but it looks like a hot mess, okay? Like a certain kind of show, okay? Hanging from the White House in between two American flags, what an insult. They want you to be insulted. They want to gaslight you. And they want to move us, I think, to the right this time. I think that they think we'll get more complacent. I think they want to make Trump a martyr. I think they want to increase the numbers on the right, even for the lefties. They can even see it's unfair, right? They don't have much common sense in their heads, but even they can see it. Now you know <laughs> that the times are getting desperate, that, that they're getting desperate. And they're really playing their hand and starting to show you. If anything shows you where we're at right now in society and who's back and who and who's an idiot and everything else, COVID, the three years of COVID are the biggest IQ, IQ evaluation system we have right now, okay? And climate change. 
How's that affecting your life, by the way? You've been told that for 60 years? Okay, not much. Hasn't affected you at all. But you know what? That's how, that's how it's still desperate they really are and how crazy they really are. But they do want to gaslight us. They do want to tell us, you know, they want us to be like this all the time and upset and ready. You know, they want us like that. But can we see the whole entire thing, the whole entire theater? I'll be right back on the Alex Jones show. Don't go anywhere. The Occidental Quarterly fills a unique niche in bringing together scholarly articles on a wide range of topics that are mired in political correctness elsewhere. It is edited by Professor Kevin McDonald, who's no stranger to listeners of the political cesspool. There are quite a few reasons for the precarious state of our civilization and our people. But one of the main ones is that we have lost the intellectual and moral high ground to a cultural elite that is hostile to our people and our culture. Those of us who are politically aware must understand that the elites dominating culture and the political process in the West are intellectually and morally bankrupt. TOQ is the key. Digital download subscriptions are only $30 a year. Subscriptions by first-class mail are only $60 a year. Go to toqonline.com and click on subscribe now. In addition to receiving fascinating and informative articles, you will also be supporting the work of scholars who are part of a community defending our people and our culture with the highest level of integrity and intellectual sophistication. That's toqonline.com. Subscribe now. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund our operation. Welcome back. Last segment back here with you on the Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. So when it comes to um, Trump, I remove my idea of Trump, my feelings for Trump, what I think of Trump, and what I think of all the characters in the race, all the Republicans, all the Democrats, because everyone's been vetted <laughs> to be in that position. Now, are they trying to keep Trump down? You could argue that. You could argue that. The only thing is, is that nothing's really making sense about this whole trial and this whole weirdness of this arrest and the charges and everything else. Nothing's normal about it. So it makes me question it. And we should be questioning everything we see. I really feel like, you know, everything that is kind of hoist upon us right now is, is a fabrication. I really do. There's so many fabrications out there. And when we're talking deep fakes like the AI, I think it's only going to get harder and harder to recognize them. You know, there was a huge, because uh, I actually really like Trump, but, um, and I, I, when it comes down to figurehead, I don't know that it even matters who the figurehead is because they're going to do what they're going to do. There are some people that could go rogue and 
and maybe fight it. And I think there was a couple times he might have gone rogue a little bit. But um, but I'm not sure that anyone could have any real effect, real change, because that really it's Congress's role to have those changes. And we'll never see that coming out of Congress. And you and I both know it. OK, it's never going to happen. But locally, you can have some play there. Locally is where you have options. Um, and so you've got to be like have it close to home. So I want to talk about this because they said China was going to, you know, have some. Um, what did they, how did they put it? Some eavesdropping <laughs> facility um, it, within Cuba. They have a secret deal with Cuba and we found out and splashed it about in our press. And, uh, and then of course, it's kind of oh, reversing just a little bit in the news in the last day or so. Well, they're not really admitting it. Cuba to host secret Chinese spy base focusing on the U.S. says the Wall Street Journal. Can we just look at Cuba for just one second? I just want to shine some light on Cuba. Cuba and Castro are very interesting to watch because since 1913, boy, what an odd year. Isn't that the year that the cabal of central banking came in? Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, we got Guantanamo. We got this weird treaty for a mere thousand, just a couple grand, right? A couple thousand dollars. And, um, and how, I think it's per year or something, but Cuba doesn't cash the checks. Okay. Anyway, we get this weird story of Guantanamo on Cuba. Basically, Spain ceded us Cuba, but we're saying Cuba's so sovereign. And then we have Guantanamo there. Do you really think that the Chinese could put up something there with our base right there with 8,500 troops or more? Have you ever wondered why we have so many people down there? Do you ever wonder why when the press says it's the only U.S. military base in a socialist company? I disagree. <laughs> we have turned into a socialist country. We have bases everywhere. Um, but here's the deal, though. OK, you have 8,500, right? Sailors and Marines there. Why? What are they doing? About 15 years ago, 18 years ago, they put in huge wind power projects, right? Then Congress uh, was going to cut the funding. Then they decided to keep the funding there and keep Guantanamo there after they were going to shut it down. They removed a lot of the people, but they were going to shut it down. And now it's down to like 31 people, right? Or less, depending on the day. We've got 31 people in there. Have you ever wondered why there were all those death threats against, uh, against Castro? And it was probably the only time in history when the CIA didn't succeed at knocking somebody off. I mean, my gosh, look at all the countries we've done that to, right? The CIA, not we, not you and I, we didn't consent to that, but the CIA. Yeah, they're pretty efficient when they want to do a coup. And wasn't Castro their guy? Wasn't he cooed in? They said he went to a, a Jesuit school when he was little and went to University of Havana and it, and it um, took him into all this radical thinking. But what's interesting is when he was 15, Somehow, some way, he was in Hollywood doing some movies. He actually was an extra in three different movies, a Lucille Ball movie, a couple different movies. Don't you find that a little odd? You're 15 years old and somehow you end up in three movies <laughs> from 1942 and 1946. But somehow at the same time, you're going to law school and you're graduating from the University of Havana. And somewhere in between 42 and 46, you want to be a baseball star? Yeah, you want to be a baseball star? So when you're that age, when you're like a teenager and you go, gee, when I grew up, I want to be a 
baseball star, an actor, or an evil communist dictator? <laughs> Which is it? And you go, hmm, I think I'll go with evil communist dictator. Well, he was evil communist dictator within just a couple of years and already planning his attacks and doing time for them. The guy that he replaced was also our guy, was also the CIA's guy. Okay, so it is kind of interesting that then we had Castro go in, but we were never able to do anything about Castro. We were never able to actually get him, but we tried. And then why did we go in at Bay of Pigs? Why, why didn't we go in on our own base on Guantanamo? That never made sense either. We have a base there. They never talk about it. They never bring it up. It's a pretty big base. <laughs> okay, we even have restaurants there. That's pretty odd, don't you think? You know, Castro, interesting character. Nothing ever happened to him, but he's the evil dictator. And of course, the presence right there of the whole Soviet scare, right, was just on time, right? Right on time, in fact. And the guy that he ousted, the guy that they took out, and then he basically ended up on an island, the one that Castro replaced, right? They were all involved in sugarcane. And they were all involved in creating some monopolies in the U.S. And then Castro also grew up in sugarcane, too, with his family. That's kind of interesting. And they were actually related. <laughs> hmm. So they're mortal enemies. But Castro comes in and all of a sudden he's the big bad guy. And I'm not saying the bad things didn't happen in Cuba. What I am saying is who was really controlling all of that? Who was really at the helm? Was it Castro? Because it seems to me, Castro even spent his honeymoon in New York, three long months. <laughs> wow. He really loved coming to this country. In fact, we rolled out the red carpet for him. He talked to Harvard, 10,000 people showed up. He talked to the UN, he talked to the Council on Foreign Relations. He was very busy giving speeches for somebody that we feared so much, for somebody that we thought was a threat. We sure gave him the red carpet. He was interviewed everywhere. Man, he had quite a trip, right? I always wonder who paid for that. Probably us. And then, of course, spends his honeymoon over here. And nothing ever happened to him. Yes, he does look an awful lot like Trudeau. <laughs> hmm, that was interesting, too. Because for some reason, Trudeau's dad and him were friends. And Trudeau's mom was really good friends with him. So that's kind of interesting. But I do find that we don't look into history enough. And we don't look at... What are the reasons for these things? Why was Castro brought in when he was brought in? Why did we continuously say he was this threat, but then never did anything about it? That doesn't make much sense, right? Why did we keep this base down there at Guantanamo? When 9-11 um, happened, they said that they were going to extend the base and make sure it was for terrorists. Why did they keep him down there? Why didn't they just bring him to prison here? What was the problem with that? Why did they keep them down there? Hmm. That was interesting. A lot of people um, under the NDAA didn't get a trial, right? But wh what was the purpose? That's an interesting question. And why do we still have it? And why is it so staffed? And what's going on with this thing? Don't we have enough resources on inland? Don't we have enough resources in the United States of America? Why do we need that base? I do find it kind of interesting. And then Cuba always says, well, we're angry that you're here that you're definitely not doing anything about it. For all you little revolutionaries that overtook your part of Cuba, you couldn't take the other part? 
didn't want to, didn't touch it, didn't go near it. That seems a little odd, right? Now, if you're saying, well, U.S. could have taken him out in a hot second. Yeah. So why didn't we? That's my question. Why didn't we? Castro's an interesting character, you know? Um, there's a lot of people in Hollywood that, uh, that are actors that, that do the bidding of a lot of things. In World War II, a lot of the actors were um, CIA spies. They were actually not on payroll as a CIA spy, but there to give information, right? And uh, in their dual role, because nobody questioned the actors flying around during World War II. Kind of interesting. I think we need to ask more questions about why we believe what we believe, what we've been told. And does it really make sense? Does it really make sense? Does it really kind of align? Is it logical? Most of these things aren't. Kind of like the Unabomber, not logical. Was he CIA? Very much could have been. Part of a lot of programs. But you can do your homework. I just think that we need to look under the hood a lot more than we are. So much is fabricated. And that's why I make all these questions. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But there's sure a lot of questions to be asked. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host for the Alex Jones Show today. And I really do hope you have a great Father's Day. Shout out to all you great dads out there. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal. One aim, a strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. 205-672-2000. Reality check. Rampant hacking. Identity theft. Mass surveillance. Defending yourself today is not an option. It's a requirement. Introducing the Conceal Shield Travel Pack from DefenderShield.com. Conceal Shield is cutting-edge wireless blocking technology that eliminates all signals, including EMF, GPS, and RFID. Place cell phones, credit cards, IDs, and other trackable items into the Conceal Shield, and they become totally invisible. Get Conceal Shield now at DefenderShield.com. Use promo code CONCEAL for 10% off. Guard your privacy, secure your data, and protect your health with Conceal Shield. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan we will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. 
We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. Well, as we warned you would happen, the deep state, the former UN prosecutor, has indicted President Trump for having documents presidents are legally allowed to have. They're coming after everybody. But the good news is humanity is waking up now more than ever and is seeing through this. The globalist only hope is to censor and to silence and to shut down voices like myself, Tucker Carlson, and others are telling the truth. That's why your word of mouth about the broadcast is so key. That's why you sharing the articles, the videos, and clips of the show is so incredible. And you've been doing it, and you know you are. So I salute you and I thank you. But I want to encourage listeners to not just spread the word about the show, but to also pray for the broadcast and pray for other people that are exposing the globalists. And at the same time, also get great products at InfoWarsStore.com that fund our operation, that keep us on the air, because we're sponsored by viewers and listeners like you, not by George Soros. And to understand these are great products that you and your family already need that do amazing things. Because just like our information is powerful and game-changing and seen as the you know best there is, our products are incredible. So we've got five new products available at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a huge rollout and two classics also back in stock available for 50% off, but for a limited time. Rainforest Ultra, fast-acting, incredible nootropic, only lasts a few hours, that's why I love it. If I have to stay up late at night, I don't want to take a supplement like Rainforest uh, Plus or Rainforest Turbo Force because that's five, six, ten hours of energy. Rainforest Ultra is amazingly clean, fast-acting, kicks in in 15, 20 minutes, only lasts two to three hours. It's available, discounted, 50% off, InfoWarTour.com. Four to six hours of just good, sustained, clean energy with no jitters. Rainforce Plus, 50% off, InfoWarsStore.com. And now that brings me to these little babies right here. This is Good Night Sleep. This is a private label of a national best-selling sleep aid with natural, healthy compounds to give you deep, restful, clean sleep. Try the formula out. I love it. It's amazing. It's 25% off out of the gates, InfoWarsStore.com. It's already a best-selling product on other platforms. Then we've got probiotic formula. It's been over three years since we offered a probiotic because I'll only sell the highest quality. And the company we were using that had an amazing one got bought out by leftists and they said, no business with you. I finally got a good company that has high ratings that I trust. I've been using it for several months. Now it's available, InfoWarsStore.com, probiotic formula from InfoWarsMD. And then, prostate support. So again, this is apples and oranges, different formulas, both have a great effect. This is not competing with Prostagard, but it's an amazing formula. Prostate support from InfoWarsMD at InfoWarsStore.com, now in stock, now available, 25% off. Joint Relief Max, already a national best-selling product that we're able to private label. It's incredible, natural joint and pain relief, InfoWarsStore.com. And finally, this is a big game changer, I've been taking it. Nerve Renew. So many nerves don't have the vitamins and minerals and trace elements they need, so they're agitated. They're, they're, they're out of control. 
This has given me pain relief that is next level with my torn Achilles, my shoulder pain, and other issues. You need to get it. Nerve Renew, now available, InfoWarsStore.com. All these new products 25% off. These products are 50% off, and they fund the InfoWar. For a limited time, take action now, InfoWarsStore.com.